following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus today. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing new offers today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. Welcome into this week's Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. A big weekend upcoming for Ole Miss basketball, both men and women. The men who were, I guess you could say, not in a very good spot, has won two games since we spoke. They beat Kansas State on Saturday, this past Saturday, and then beat LSU at LSU 76-72 after leading by 25 points. The good news Ole Miss is on a two-game winning streak. It seems to have found its way a little bit. The bad news, it's starting point guard. Yep, Deshaun Ruffin out with an ACL injury to his knee. So unfortunate. Ole Miss was doing pretty well with Ruffin running the point. They were getting nice production from Luis Rodriguez, who had kind of turned the season around for him. They're now 12-10 and 10 overall, 3-6 and six in the conference. And upcoming for the Rebels, they've got Florida, Alabama, Missouri, South Carolina. A very nice stretch for Ole Miss and a chance to win some games. But it's going to be tough now that Ruffin's out. We'll talk a little bit more about it here from head coach Kermit Davis here in just a little bit. And uh, you look at the women's side of things, uh, women's program lost two in a row, and they were on a bit of a two-game skid, but they were able to rebound at Missouri, uh, beating Missouri pretty pretty handily. And the Rebels now 18-4, and 6-3 and three in the SEC, and a complete turnaround for Coach Joe and this basketball team. Such a great job, and uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that in the second half of the show and about what lands 
or what is ahead for the Soviets women's basketball program. On the men's side of things, everything was kind of uh, waiting on Jackson Dart, the quarterback transfer from USC, and also Michael Trigg Jr. Both those young men would commit, and Ole Miss would be the number two team in the transfer portal. Just, I mean, literally hundreds of points behind USC in the 247 sports rankings. Second place, and it was a heck of a recruiting the portal year for Ole Miss. Some interesting names, though, and we'll talk about it in the second half of the show. Arkansas, number six. South Carolina, number seven. And then you've got LSU in the out of the SEC at number three. So a lot of programs recruited the portal hard. And, uh, you know, I've been on a lot of shows, and it feels like Ole Miss is recruiting the portal, but almost like recruiting it exclusively down the stretch, passing some high school players to get other players from the portal. We'll hear from head coach Lane Kiffin. I see addressed that a little bit and uh, talked about what's to come for this 2022 season. If anything, it's going to be a fun year. And by the way, in baseball, over 8,000 season tickets have sold. This baseball team is going to be fun to watch, and we'll have you, we'll have all of it right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. The baseball team, returning everyone. And a lot of people that know about college baseball have said the staff, the pitching staff, could be a lot better than people think. We'll discuss all of it in the second half of the show. Always appreciate a bet online being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Bet online where the game starts. Remember, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports so we don't have to wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers today. That's bet online where the game starts. BetOnline.ag. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back with more right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about the slow connection either. Plan start is under $4 a month. So today, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BLEAV, that's believe. You can get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So today, be sure, grab that exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get up to 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free also remember it's risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that's nordvpn.com and the topic of conversation with Ole Miss football is absolutely the transfer portal so far uh Ole Miss has done very very well in the portal second in the 247 sports reigning uh rankings right behind USC after they uh, landed uh, transfer quarterback Jackson Dart from Oklahoma. Remember, Inside the Rebels is your home, the official 247 Sports home for Ole Miss. Uh, Signing day special is still intact. So go to rebs247.com if you haven't already and sign up today. Uh, A lot of discussion about the transfer class, and the latest installment was four-star Jared Ivey. The edge rusher from Georgia Tech committed to Ole Miss, signed with Ole Miss, and is going to be an immediate impact player. And he is one that Ole Miss has been eyeing for a while. And if you look a little bit further down the road, Mississippi State transfer wide receiver Malik Heath, a former three-star prospect, is going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. So even more intrigue into uh, the Egg Bowl rivalry. Uh, J.J. Pegues, a former Oxford product, four-star product out of Auburn, which might goodness, Auburn is in such disarray right now. Transferring back to Ole Miss. Can play tight end, uh, can play defensive line, some different places. He can play just a big athlete. Was a great athlete in high school and uh, no different uh, when he went over to the Plains and played uh, for Auburn. But he's headed back to Ole Miss to finish out his career. Uh, Michael Trigg Jr., the tight end from USC. Everyone's talking about him. Had a a really good season going, averaging over 16 yards a catch before he was injured. Former four-star prospect from from uh, two for seven sports is transferring to Ole Miss. Many thought he would be a package deal with Jackson Dart. Actually, ended up being true. <laughs> so many times, uh, package deals don't work out. They did here. A lot of people are really excited about the linebacker transfer from Central Michigan, Troy Brown, former four-star prospect. And you've heard me say that a lot. Four-star prospect. And Brown is going to be able to, to be an immediate player as well with the loss of Mark Robinson and the loss of, of Chance Campbell. Those are two players that are going to be hard to feel. I'll be honest, Ole Miss looks pretty good on the defensive side of the ball, specifically in the defensive backfield. But that linebacker, they're going to have to have some help. And they need immediate players. And Troy Brown is going to be one of those players. He had a phenomenal season at Central Michigan, and he will be an immediate impact player. Former five-star quarterback Jackson Dart. We'll see. You know, so many people, I say that. I mean, you know, a lot of people are writing off saying that Jackson Dart would be an immediate starter. 
I just think I, I stand by the fact that Luke Altmaier, the the talented quarterback out of Starfall High School, had such a good fall camp. And you know, when Matt Corral went down in the Sugar Bowl, for the, for the most part, Luke Altmaier was was giving in signals and, and carrying a clipboard for for lack of a better word. Baylor under Ron Roberts, Baylor under. Dave Aranda was one of the best defenses I saw last year, and I saw every game when we played. And I guess you could make the argument for maybe Alabama, but it was the best defense, I think, in totality that Ole Miss played all year. And Luke Altmaier was thrown into that without any warm-ups, without any preparation for the most part. And I thought he did pretty good. I thought he made some good throws. Is he the future? I don't know. But I think it would be very premature to write off saying that he's not the starter next year. I thought he looked pretty good, honestly. I don't know enough about Jackson Dart. I've seen the same highlights you've seen. I didn't follow his recruitment. But every one that we've had on this program, Chris Hummer being one of them that we had on last week, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, Chris does a great job with the transfer portal for 247 Sports. Set in as much that, that Jackson Dart was a phenomenal talent. I was on a show with Trey Scott of 247 Sports, the college football daily podcast. I encourage you to give it a listen. It's a good show. Every single day gets you about 20 minutes of, of what's going on in college football. Just search College Football Daily at 247 Sports. And he was the same way. Very, very bullish on Jackson Dart. We'll see. He looks a lot like Matt Corral, a little bit, uh, maybe a little bigger. Maybe not quite as elusive. I don't know. We'll see. For Ole Miss fans, you can be excited to know that you're getting a quarterback that has some success, had success in the high school ranks, and most importantly adds depth to a quarterback room that quite frankly didn't have any depth at all. It was Luke Altmaier and, you know, Kincaid Dent. And I don't think, you know, I'm speaking out of turn by saying Kincaid Dent is not a quarterback right now. He could be down the road. Not right now. He's ready for SEC play. Ole Miss had a lot of turnover on this offense. I mean, John Rice Plumley, the quarterback slash wide receiver, headed to USC. Just so much turnover. Henry Parrish, the running back, headed to Miami with uh, Coach Kevin Smith, who took that job. Snoop Connor, Jaron Ely, running backs, going pro. That means that leaves nobody in the running right room except Kentrell Bullock. But what did Lane Kiffin do? He didn't panic. Like so many of the Ole Miss fans did at the Sugar Bowl, when you look around and think, okay, all these people are leaving. These people are going pro. Here's who we recruited in high school. Next year is going to be an absolute bloodbath. It's going to be terrible. Two weeks later, not only was it not a rebuild, it was a reload. That's exactly what it was. We said that. I said that on Twitter. As soon as the transfer started popping, I immediately said it was a reload because I always remember that bumper sticker growing up. Delta State Baseball, we do not rebuild. We re, we reload. At that point, Mike Kennison was the head coach, is now the athletic director. Had so many good years at Delta State, and Ole Miss is kind of getting into that, that stratosphere of just reloading talent. Now, will they jail? I don't know. I was on with Blake Levine earlier uh, this morning as a record, uh, early Friday morning, and it, uh, you know, he talked about cohesiveness, gelling. You know, Matt Corral had that with his receivers, with Dontero Drummond, with Braylon Sanders. By the way, both gone. 
He had that with them. But they were injured a lot of the year. They were. So he had to create new opportunities. So many people make it big deal, and, and I'm raising my hand too, of how much Ole Miss has lost. But look what Matt Corral did midway through the year when there were so many injuries, injuries to wide receiver. Very few receivers really stepped up. And the receivers that did step up, they're coming back. I expect big things out of Dennis Jackson this year. Ole Miss hit the portal hard for wide receivers. But give credit that Dennis Jackson is coming back. And I think he'll be a big big part of this offense going forward. Also, what does Ole Miss do on the offensive line? Bryce Ramsey, who has since transferred through Southern Miss, who, by the way, got a ton of transfers. Good for Will Hall. Good for the state of Mississippi. A lot of those kids stand in state. But Ole Miss needed an offensive tackle, and they got one in former four-star Mason Brooks out of Western Kentucky. He's going to be an immediate player at left tackle. That allows Ole Miss to move uh, Nick Broker down to guard. Then you get uh, – you have a competition for center because right tackle is going to be Jeremy James. If you remember, Jeremy James was injured in the Sugar Bowl, and it showed – Ole Miss had its worst offensive line performance of the year against Baylor. A lot of that had to do with how good Baylor was defensively. But then a lot of it had to do because Ole Miss was, you know, patching up its offensive line. Bryce Ramsey was playing right tackle, was getting killed. Uh, Eli Acker didn't have a good game. Jeremy James was injured. Nick Broker admitted to himself and to the media he had one of the worst games of his career. So it's definitely an opportunity to grow. You get an Eli Acker that can play that right guard position. You've got Jeremy James at right tackle. This is an opportunity for someone to step up at center. Some opportunities there, and there's some depth more than anything for Ole Miss across that offensive front. I think Caleb Warren is the number one person that would probably play center right now, but could be talent down the pike. Jalen Cunningham may have something to say about it. You know, I don't know. Spring spring practice is going to tell a lot across that offensive front. But at wide receiver, we talked about so many people that had left. Drummond, Sanders, Pearson, who came on late. But Jonathan Mingo is back, and he seems to be very excited in that slot position. I expect he and Malik Heath to play that slot. Dennis Jackson on the outside. And once again, they've hit the portal hard at wide receiver. One player to watch is going to be wide receiver Jordan Watkins, a transfer out of Louisville. Had a really good season for the Cardinals. Expect him to play immediately. Just another position that uh, that Ole Miss is going to need some help in. But the key with Ole Miss is staying, staying healthy. You want to stay healthy as much as possible, specifically at wide receiver. And going to the portal and getting some. And there, there could be a couple down the road. I know there had been talks about Camp Johnson from Vanderbilt coming in. There's also, and they kind of cooled on him because there was talks that Malik Heath could be transferring. He did. There were talks that Deion Smith had entered the portal. He did. But there's some great issues. The transfer out of LSU, the former product out of Mississippi. So he could be someone that could, could enter this team or become a member of this team down the road. So a lot of moving parts. But Lane Kiffin said he's excited about the future and how things have transpired so far. You know, kind of a strange year and how things are. It's almost like combining 
talking about a draft class and free agency class in the NFL, um, you know, in the same same time frame, which is doesn't happen. So, um, you know, we just tried to make the best of the situation. As you can see, you know, we added a lot of transfers, especially late. And, um, you know, that's just, you know, a goal we set out a while back, you know, losing some significant players and having some issues at some position groups. So, and they gave us, you know, the extra room, you know, the NCAA of signing more people in this class. So that made it easier to, to add the transfers. So, I mean, it's not even over. We're still kind of, you know, in the transfer world with a few spots left. Um, congratulations, Lincoln Riley. We can now transfer. We're trying to work on a graphic to transfer the, the Tiger King uh, outfit to him after they just told me you got Caleb on the way in here. So we can, we can change that um, title over to him. So... But we're still working, and I think that's really what's going to happen now. You're just going to be year-round, you know, looking at things. Um, our SEC rule goes into effect of SEC to SEC right now of stopping that, but, you know, NCAA does not have something like that. So you basically have year-round free agency in, in football, which would obviously be a major issue why they don't do it in the in professional sports and the NFL. So it is what it is. We're just trying to make the best of the rules and the situations. And do yourself a favor, go find the Tiger King meme, GIF, whatever you want to call it, the picture. It's fantastic. You heard it from Lane Kiffin himself. They're not over. They're not finished. There could be more. So, Ole Miss football getting ready for spring, and it's been a heck of a recruiting cycle as the talent pool just continues to grow in Oxford. It was a good week for Ole Miss men's basketball on the hardwood, off the field, off the floor, I guess you could say. It was a tough, tough week because Deshaun Ruffin goes down with a knee injury. That means Robert Allen was lost to a left knee injury. That means Deshaun Ruffin has been lost to injury. Jarkel Joyner, who after the Kansas State game, Coach Kermit Davis said that there was a chance that Joyner could play this upcoming Saturday at Florida. We'll see what happens there. Joyner has been dealing with some back issues, has not been productive for a large part of the season, which means more scoring has been on the bench. So, you're down Allen, you're down Ruffin, and you're down Joyner. It's going to lean heavily on uh, Nysir Brooks, the inside post player for Ole Miss. Matthew Morrell is going to have to continue to score. The good news is Luis Rodriguez has kind of turned over a new leaf. He's been starting to hit some buckets. Ty Fagan's also been forced to play a lot. The problem is, is you know, Ole Miss was up 25 points at LSU at one point. I think it was like 45 to 14. They end up winning the game 76 to 72. A huge run down the stretch by LSU, but to be fair, almost didn't sub the last five or six minutes because they did not, they being Kermit Davis, I guess didn't trust the people that he had. And that's unfortunate because this is a team that uh, that's kind of getting hot down the stretch, but it's, you know, it's just without so many of its pieces. It honestly, to be 12 and 10 and 10 and four, winners of their last two is incredible with the talent that's not playing. The good news, here are the next five games for Ole Miss. At Florida, at home against Alabama, at Missouri, at home against Carolina, at Georgia. 
If you told me that Ole Miss won all five of those games, I would not be surprised. If you told me they lost four out of the five, I wouldn't be surprised either. But it's a, it's a schedule that is conducive to win, and it allows Ole Miss to put some wins together down the stretch. Now, is this an NIT team? Maybe. I think it's get better for next year type team because of the injuries. It's definitely not an NCAA tournament team. They just don't have the pieces right now. Too many injuries. But Kermit Davis was definitely excited about how Ole Miss was able to win uh, on the road against LSU. The offensive production, Nizier Brooks finished with 10 points. Luis Rodriguez, we talked about him, 15 points. Did a great job. Has really come on down the stretch, four or five from the floor, two or three from the three-point line. But the leading scorer, unfortunately, Deshaun Ruffin was lost to an injury. Deshaun played well, five of five from the free-throw line, two for four from three, and six from 11 from the floor. And they're going just to have to have more production out of Matthew Morrell. Nine points. Nine points out of Ty Fagan. Important points. But Ole Miss has got to have more production on the offensive side of the ball. The shot lights out. The reason they won the game, shot 63% from three in the first half, 65% from the floor. Finished up 52% from the floor and 49 from three. And 74% from the free throw line. They need to get that up to, to around 80, 85% where they were before. But that's not terrible from the free throw line. But just scoring so many points in the first half and, and having such a big lead, LSU would finish, I think, on a 13-2 run and cut the lead 45-32. to LSU outscored Ole Miss in the second half 40-31, to but the Rebels outlasted the Tigers. So what's on deck? You know, we talked about what Ole Miss needs to do down the stretch, and the next five games are going to be key for Ole Miss to get that momentum down the stretch because then Ole Miss finishes with Auburn, hot, Texas A&M, hot, uh, Kentucky, hot, Vanderbilt playing well. So the last four are going to be tough before this team heads off to Tampa, Florida, the week of March the 9th to face uh, the rest of the SEC teams in the SEC men's basketball tournament. Once again, I think this is just an opportunity for Ole Miss to get right for next season. And I think that's what they're going to have to do, uh, but an opportunity to win some games down the stretch. The Ole Miss women's basketball team had a bit of a skid, but they were to get past uh, Missouri, beat the Tigers pretty handily. The game was moved up a couple of hours because of so much snow in Columbia, Missouri. The Rebels now 18-4 and on the year, 6-3 and in the SEC. They win 61-45 to over the Missouri Tigers. Now, if Ole Miss wants to continue the success, they're going to have to continue to play good defense. The previous two games, now, mind you, they were against number one South Carolina, number 15 Georgia. Had some lapses in defense and just didn't shoot the ball well at all. They have that opportunity upcoming when a pretty good LSU team comes in uh, to the pavilion on Monday, February the 7th. So we'll be tuned into that one as that one's going to tip off, scheduled for a 6 p.m. tip. It's not going to loosen up after that. I mean, they've got a Mississippi State team that's on a roll right now. The Bulldogs under Coach Doug Novak have won four games in a row and are playing pretty well. They'll also host a Texas A&M team that uh, they should handle in Oxford at 8 p.m. They go on the road to Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Auburn, and South Carolina to close out the season. That Carolina game at the end, the question is, is how big of a game is it going to be? Ole Miss has not been in this position since 2007 with an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. They continue to do what they have to do, 6-3 and three in the conference, 18-4 and four overall. 
doing the, the things they need to do, winning the games they're supposed to, like the Missouris. If they continue to do that, like Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Auburn, there's some opportunities to win down the stretch. As well as they played Tennessee uh, at home in Oxford. Remember, they lost that game. That was the first loss since the first uh, game of the season when it lost against Belmont. And then the two games against Georgia and South Carolina. And quite frankly, Georgia outplayed Ole Miss the other uh, afternoon, the other Sunday afternoon when they beat the Rebels inside the pavilion. But they've gotten production from from many players. It hasn't been just the Shakir Austin show. She led all points in Missouri after coming off, I think, one of her worst performances against Georgia, 17 points, nine rebounds, very close to double-double. But more than anything is is Austin's ability to rebound the basketball. Such a force down low, and she had a great percentage, seven to nine. She's got to make those easy buckets, and she did so in Columbia. Seven to nine from the floor. Madison Scott continues to play well, 50% from the floor, five for ten. Three for six from the the line and nine boards. But what about Caitlin McGee? Ten rebounds. That's the production you got to have off the bench. Ten boards. Nice job. Snooty Collins didn't didn't play as well as she has in the past, but she's always around the basketball. She always finds a way to get to the ball. Ten points, four of 11 from the floor. And then Angel Baker had a terrible game. But the good news is her teammates came around her. LaShonda Mug didn't shoot it well either. The both both of those uh, both of those girls combined two for 18 from the floor, and Ole Miss wins the game. Now, yeah, that can't happen against good competition. Missouri's, a not, not, Missouri's not a great team. They did beat South Carolina. I don't know how. They're 16-7 and seven of the year, 5-5 five and five in the conference. So they're not the greatest team in the world, but you can't go two for 28 from two of your better shooters. So Angel Baker kind of carried Ole Miss at Georgia, and then you look at what happened on the road and has a bad game. But good news, uh, plenty of games to, uh, to improve, and this Rebel basketball team is one to watch for sure. They're fun to watch. They play so hard. And so if you have a chance, come back and uh, get a chance to come to come to town to watch the Rebels at the Pavilion. A lot of times they play on Sunday afternoons. Sometimes it's Thursday evenings, but uh, it's $5 to get in. Sit wherever you'd like, except the chairbacks on the floor. It's a fun team to watch. We appreciate you being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. We'll have more for you next week as we'll talk about these basketball teams, see how they progress. Also, by the way, 8,000 season tickets sold to Ole Miss baseball. It's going to be a big year. Pitching staff, a little bit of a question mark, but not the sticks. One through nine, they're all coming back. The captain's coming back, Tim Elko. And it's going to be a lot of fun in Oxford this year at Swayze Field, Oxford University Stadium. A lot of things on the horizon, Coach uh, – I should say coach. He might as well be a coach. Uh, Athletic director Keith Carter has pointed out so many things are going to be happening to the left field and the right field uh, lines. There's some things going on, some buildings being uh, constructed. Just going to be more, more amenities for the Ole Miss fan at Swayze Field. So much to talk about here on the podcast. We'll keep you up to date, of course, on Rebels, uh, Inside the Rebels at Rebs247.com, the affiliate of Ole Miss for 247 Sports. Everything you could imagine from recruiting uh, to game stories, got you covered right there at rebs247.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and share it, tell a friend. It's been going well. A lot of things uh, 
a lot of things kind of working behind the scenes as, as we'll bring to you over the next couple of months. But uh, we're growing, and we're grateful you're growing with us. Very excited to have uh, Bet Online as a partner of ours. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Be sure not wait. Take advantage of all the amazing new offers today. Use that promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.ag. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us here on the Believe and Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. We look forward to seeing you down the road. been listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field it's all Ole Miss all the time This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.